This podcast is looking for good deals on great food, but sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. Up to date wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. Election integrity has been a focus in Kansas's House Committee on Elections this session. But voter advocates say that much of the proposed legislation could have negative consequences on the accessibility of casting a ballot. To talk about it, we brought in Micah Kubek. He's the executive director of the ACLU of Kansas. Micah, welcome back. Thanks so much for having me, Steve. And we're also joined by Kansas State Representative Pat Proctor of Leavenworth. He's chairman of the House Committee on Elections, which has been pushing some of this legislation. Representative Proctor, thank you for taking some time. Thanks for having me, Steve. Thanks for talking about this topic. I think it's really important. You bet. Well, Representative, uh, the House Committee on Elections has been discussing a lot of potential measures regarding election integrity this session, as I just said, something that seems to have been a priority for the past few years. Why, in your view, is this important to pursue? Well, I think what I would say is that um, I'm not so much focused on election integrity as I am on uh, voter confidence. Um, you know, Fort Hayes State had a survey recently that uh, showed that only about half of Kansans agree that the results of the elections reflect the will of the voters. And, you know, that's been accelerated by, you know, some professional election deniers out there and some politicians that are profiting from that. And neither one of them wants to really solve the problem. So what I've been looking for is solutions that are going to improve voter confidence, um, uh, things that will do that without making it harder to vote. And, and just briefly, you're talking about things like what, Representative? Well, um, you know, something that we tried to get through the floor this year, but it ended up getting done in regulation instead is uh, using paper ballots to do audits of the election, you know, in 2019. We passed a law that uh, required that uh, election officers audit the election, but then we found out that a lot of, uh, not a lot, but a few counties are using ballot images rather than the actual paper ballots. Uh, right. we, we're going to do that through legislation, but uh, we work with the Attorney General's office and the Secretary of State's office, and we're going to end up doing that in regulation instead. Okay. Well, Micah, the ACLU has identified a few different bills that were of special concern to your organization. Let's talk about those briefly. One would require in-person delivery of advanced ballots and photo ID for the person delivering them on behalf of other voters. Another would designate ballots put in remote ballot box to be provisional until they were verified by the county election office where they were located. And a third would make the final cutoff for advanced ballots half a day earlier than it is now. I'm wondering, what concerns do you have regarding these proposals? So I think all of those proposals are really consistent and that what they actually do is make it harder for folks to participate, harder for folks to vote. I think those aren't really about uh, reassuring people. Instead, they're about really making it more difficult for folks to participate. Whether that's the intent or the impact is for others uh, 
uh, to decide, but the impact is clear uh, that fewer people would be able to participate, you know, especially something that marks a ballot as provisional. That's a big red flag to folks that their vote is not going to be counted. It's a way of discouraging people uh, from casting that ballot. And I think that what Kansans really want is to make sure that as many people who are eligible and want to participate are able to do so. Uh, I think Kansans believe that democracy is strongest when more people participate rather than less. And I think all of those host of bills that you just listed, Steve, are ones that are about uh, having less people participate. Uh, I, I take the note that Representative Proctor made about uh, confidence in our elections really seriously. And I, and I thank him uh, for his service as chair of the committee, where I think he has been uh, always open to dialogue and conversation in a way that we appreciate. Uh, I also think, though, that if we really uh, want confidence to be higher in our elections, the way to do that uh, is to tell people the, the truth about it uh, and to inspire confidence rather than creating a feedback loop uh, where we keep on doing things that actually reduce participation and reduce confidence in our elections as a result. Representative Proctor, respond to that, if you would, this idea that Micah is saying that these measures would reduce turnouts. What do you what do you say to that? Well, I agree with Micah that uh, the way to fix this problem is to have a conversation. And so I've tried to make the Elections Committee a platform for conversation. You know, what's been happening for the last three years is the left's calling the right voter suppressors and conspiracy theorists, the right's accusing the left of uh, committing fraud or letting illegals vote. And we're not having a conversation, we're shouting at each other. So in my committee, uh, frequently I bring bills that I have no intention of moving out of the committee. And I'd say that one about the having to present an ID in person to turn in another person's ballot or ballot drop box bill, uh, ballots dropped in drop boxes being provisional. That didn't even move out of the committee. I had no intention of moving it out of the committee. I was trying to create a platform for conversation about uh, drop boxes and provisional ballots. Because I agree with Micah that a lot of the, the voter confidence issues come from people not understanding how the system actually works. And uh, then, you know, these professional election deniers preying on that. Now, on the, on the Monday... On the removing Monday from early voting, right. uh, the reason that I moved that legislation, and that actually uh, moved off the floor of the House 97 to 23, it was a bipartisan bill, um, and it required a lot of compromise from both sides. But the reason that we moved that bill is because election officers told us that continuing to accept early votes until Monday at noon makes their job very, very difficult, especially in rural districts like where election offices or a one or two man band, um, they asked us to move the deadline back so that they'd have a full day to prepare for Tuesday. So the compromise that we reached is we now require four hours of voting on Saturday to make up for those four hours on Monday. And the minority leader, uh, Representative Vic Viller, brought an amendment on the floor that uh, that we had discussed that we added to the bill to give the election officers the ability to do, you know, to give exceptions and extreme cases where people come in on Monday and can't be there on Tuesday to vote. Hmm. So, you know, it, nobody got everything they wanted, but I, I think that it addresses an issue because our election officers, 
you know, it's a really tough time to be administering elections uh, in the United States. Uh, Micah, if you would respond to that as well, I'm hearing uh, comments from Representative Proctor as someone who's, it seems like he's trying to uh, be responsive to lots of different needs out there and, and work in something of a bipartisan manner. What's so wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong at all with trying to operate in a bipartisan manner. Uh, we ourselves at the ACLU are nonpartisan, so I'm happy to work in a nonpartisan uh, manner. Uh, I think for us, the real concern is not even about the, the bill that Representative Proctor just mentioned, but the whole host of other ones that are also uh, percolating in the legislature, some of them on the Senate side, to be fair. Uh, and I think it's really important uh, to note that what is consistent about all of those things is the way that they undermine uh, elections, undermine the rights of voters. Uh, and what I'd really love for us to be having a conversation about uh, is not the so-called crisis around election integrity, but rather the real crisis in Kansas elections, which is about under-participation and under-representation. Uh, you know, for years now, Kansas's electorate, the folks who are able to participate on election day and in the weeks leading up to it, has not really been terribly representative uh, of the demographics of the state. You know, these national organizations have looked at us, compared us every year, and found that we have one of the most unrepresentative uh, electorates in the country. In what way, uh, Micah? That's because participants, well, in terms of demographics, in terms of uh, geography, you know, places like Wyandotte County, for example, where turnout is really, really uh, low historically. Uh, and that happens all around the state, where there are certain communities that are not uh, well represented. There are lots of jurisdictions that have really low turnout. And so I'd love for our legislature to be talking about ways to boost turnout, ways to boost participation, rather than sort of indulging, uh, however uh, well-intentioned it might be, indulging the conspiracy theorists. Uh, you know, if folks say that uh, Mars is about to attack, the answer isn't to say, well, everyone stay home at night so that you can, you don't have to worry about the Martians. Instead, the response is to say, no, actually, Mars is not attacking. Uh, let's figure right. out what to do instead. Well, well, I should point out that there have been efforts for decades. I've covered them in, in Wyandotte County, for instance, right here in our neck of the woods, to boost turnout there. The Democratic Party in different election cycles has made that uh, an enormous priority, only to see really not much boost in the turnout at all once the election is over. And I'm wondering, Representative Proctor, to Micah's point, are there things the legislature could be doing to boost turnout instead of maybe in what he says are, are things that might dampen turnout? Well, you know, um, I really believe that a big source of the turnout problem, and I agree with Micah that it's a problem, and I agree that we need to be doing something to address it. A big source of the problem is <clears throat> voter confidence in the elections. You know, that uh, it, when half of the people in Kansas don't believe that the results of the election reflect the will of the voters, they stop voting. And at some point, people stop settling their issues at the ballot box and start settling with guns. And I spent 25 years in the Army in places where that's the rule, not the exception. And I'm not going to let it happen here. And this is a real problem. You know, in addition to being the chair of the Elections Committee, I'm also a candidate. And so I go out and I knock on doors and I talk to people. And the number of doors I go to where people say, I'm not going to vote because it's all rigged or I'm not going to vote because of voter fraud. Um, we need to get those folks back in the process. And the way is I agree with Micah. We don't indulge the professional election deniers. Uh, we we 
educate voters about how the process really works. And that's what I'm trying to use the House Committee on Elections as a platform to do that. We'll be right back. Micah Kubek from the ACLU in Kansas, give me an example of uh, of a piece of legislation that you think would help boost turnout. I think we know what works. We know from Kansas itself and we know from around the country that expanding early voting rather than restricting it, expanding the number of early voting hours, uh, expanding the period when folks can return mail-in ballots, and especially things like automatic voter registration and election day registration. Uh, those two latter ones are things that have now been tried uh, in nearly two dozen states around the country, red states, blue states, everything in between. And we know uh, that both voter registration and voter turnout increases uh, by between 11 and 25 points in those states uh, when you adopt those tactics. Representative Proctor, why not take a run at some of the bills that uh, Mike is talking about? Yeah. So actually, uh, you know, this year I was in discussions with uh, uh, the ACLU and with League of Women Voters and some other organizations about adding somewhere between two and five days to early voting in order to do away with the three day grace period at the end. Because, you know, during the off season between sessions, I went around and I talked to a lot of election officers. And what I found out is that that three-day grace period is actually disenfranchising voters in rural areas because in rural areas and frankly in some you know some ballots in urban areas, if a lot of them are not getting postmarked before they're being delivered to the election office, and so those ballots can't be counted if they come in after election day. So I'm I'm willing to continue that conversation and increase the number of early voting days if it's attached to uh, some solution to stopping the disenfranchisement of rural voters. Um, I definitely agree on that idea. Representative Proctor, maybe the bigger question, knowing something about the way legislatures work, is how open, how willing is the leadership of the House and Senate these days to some of the ideas that Micah Kubek is throwing out here? Because if the Speaker won't go along with it, if the uh, the Kansas Senate president won't go along with it, it's not going to go anywhere. Well, I can't speak to what the Senate president president will do, but I have a lot of conversations with the Speaker of the House, and uh, he's very, very interested in, in addressing this issue of voter confidence. Um, you know, we moved 11 bills out of our committee, uh, four of those, which is kind of an unprecedented number for the Elections Committee, just got voted out of the House uh, before turnaround here. Um, things like, uh, you know, helping election officers by uh, allowing military uh, their dependents and students, even if they're not uh, registered in that county, to be poll workers, to address this dearth of poll workers, to uh, expand the number of places where people can vote, uh, and also, uh, you know, helping election officers by doing away with this uh, four hours on Monday right. and adding the four hours on Saturday. They're they're open to these conversations, but, you know, right now, it's very difficult to produce compromise legislation when we're not have when we can't have a conversation with the other side. And on a few things we did, we were able to have that conversation, but there's a lot more I'd like to do. Well, Mike, as we begin to wrap up here, is there potential to find common ground here? Or I mean, it sounds like it based on this conversation, but what's the reality in your view? I think there's always an opportunity to find common ground so long as we're rooted in shared values about uh, how we want Kansas to have a strong democracy and more participation rather than less. Uh, I don't think that we have to have a trade-off, though, 
uh, between expanding access in some ways by limiting it in other ways. I think instead our, our North Star here needs to be how do we increase participation? How do we make sure that everyone has a voice? Everyone who is eligible and wants to participate gets to do so. And what are the tools that we create to do that? And I don't think that we have to indulge uh, the professional election deniers to do that. And I don't think that we need to uh, undo uh, what little limited progress we have made in this state over the last few years uh, to do that either. Instead, uh, I would hope that our compromises are about uh, how do we move forward? How do we get more people uh, involved in the process rather than slicing and dicing the electorate uh, to do something? Okay, we'll leave our conversation there. That was the voice of Micah Kubek. He's the executive director of the ACLU of Kansas. Kansas State Representative Pat Proctor of Leavenworth also joined us. He's chairman of the House Committee on Elections, which has been involved so closely with this issue. Thank you both for a good conversation. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancart, and Hallie Jackson. Our interns are Lauren Texter and Gabby Martinez. Paul Nakatura works our board. The theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.